0: Well, good afternoon, everyone. Welcome to another edition of This Week in the Bush League, hosted by the Chief and the Champ. I'm the Chief, uh, and I just wanted to share that I think baseball is doing a great job with this COVID response and getting through the first part of the season.
1: Yeah, they really are. And I am the Champ, and I am living the life that Joe Walsh wrote. You know, they say that, uh, they say that I'm lazy, but it takes all my time. Life's been good to me so far.
0: <laughs> do, you, do You like being lazy now?
1: I I do. Well, and and you know what it is? I think it's relative. When I say lazy, is I can do things at my own pace. And we talked about this before um, the show began. Um, It's nice not to have to rush. Like, for instance, a rainy Sunday here in southeastern Pennsylvania. And I would be so anxious that, oh, if I don't get out and cut the lawn today and there's rain tomorrow, I'm not going to be able to cut it till Tuesday night at 730. And just not to have to worry about that and push everything off to manana is, is a great feeling.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That is a good feeling. Cause I, I remember those days as well. And it would cause me anxiety, you know, having to do that, having to worry about that. Yeah. So you, you've been pretty happy with what baseball's done so far. Well, th- th- this year and last year, you know, if the national league East could get their act together, last year was the Marlins. This year it's the nationals. Um, and I guess the Cardinals had a little spell last year. Uh, yeah. I, I, I mean, I, there hasn't been a, a lot of uh, games canceled. It's just the, the national thing, uh, you know, with the Mets and then they, they rolled into right. the Marlins series. I think it was that, that got postponed, but um seems like they're going to catch up. And yeah, so far so good. I, I know guys are getting vaccinated. In fact, what one guy, I can't remember who it was. I think had a bad reaction to the second dose and he had to sit out a couple games, um, but, hey, whatever, uh, it's only it's only a couple of games, and, and the league is pretty much doing a pretty good job. I mean, we'll, we'll see what happens with um, these fans being allowed in, but, um, yeah, I, I think the league's doing a good job with this.
1: Uh, I, I would agree with that. And you know what? For all the, the poop that we uh, piled on uh, Rob Manfred last year, I, I have to admit – for for baseball to get through the season in 2020, right during the height of the pandemic and and not having their players in a bubble, they really did a good job with that. And I I would like to think that as vaccine availability um, is is rolled out to the general public now, um, baseball should almost be past that, you know, give it what another three, four months uh, or excuse me, three or four weeks and they should be past that. And, you know, not going to wood there's no more um COVID-19 variants and you know hopefully we can get back to life as normal
0: yeah and um as long as I mean you still got to have precautions and that's what I think probably happened with the Nationals you know just like last year with the Marlins guys going out and then bam sure here we are and uh, but yeah overall I, th- I think they're doing a good job the players seem to be okay with everything uh you see some of the guys still wearing masks like uh Didi Gregorius but um Hey, whatever, whatever makes them comfortable and, uh, and allows them to stay on the field. I think that's the biggest thing. You
1: know, last week when we talked, you, you just mentioned the Phillies. Uh, you know, we were kind of riding high that the Phillies had just swept the Braves, as we talked last Monday. And you said, hey, everybody, you know, hold your horses. Don't get too excited. And now we see that the, the Braves in this weekend series have beaten the Phillies uh, two out of two and, uh, I guess, go for a sweep tonight. Number one, are you going to be watching with A-Rod on there? And, and number two, what about Alvarado's play last night? Did he kind of uh, mess things up last night when he came in?
0: Uh, yeah, I did see the Alvarado play. Um, I, I thought the base running uh, aggressiveness was really good. Because uh, uh, it, it's – a. It, I mean, I know that throws probably where he was going to be, probably only about 50 feet. But people get tight when they're not used to making a throw uh, to – to a base where they, they need to make a good throw. And yeah, that, that was a shame. He, he just kind of panicked. And I, I think he thought there was one out. Maybe he thought walking in. There's one out. I, I can spin this around. This is easy. Freddie Freeman on a one hopper to me. This is, I, we could turn two and get out of the inning, but he, I, I, I don't think he realized the infielders were playing up. Yeah. Well, you know, he the, turned around. There was no one at second you, base.
1: Well, that's – I mean, isn't that what you do, though, when you get a, a runner on first base? The first thing you do is you turn around and say, hey, I'm coming for two or something like that, and yeah. you're infielders. So, yeah. Um, yeah.
0: Um, and and I, I, I think the, the Braves lineup tough to get through, man. Like, you, you're, not, you're not beating them five out of six times in a week. <laughs> like, you, you don't have that <laughs> type of pitch. So, if they could come out with I, – I, I thought if they could come out with one win in Atlanta – the, the, then they're up four four to two on the series, and it, you're in a good spot. If they they could sneak yeah, it, a win out of this game,
1: and and they still might. Um, who's pitching tonight? You know,
0: uh, their number four starter. Uh, who is it? Anderson or Matt Moore? Yeah, uh, yeah. Okay. But last last time, uh, Moore pitched three innings. Got the bullpen. Bullpen still pitching pretty well. They gave up a couple homers and, um. But overall, the the bullpen is is pitching well. The problem is that uh, Eflin didn't get through the sixth, so they had to go three and a third uh, yesterday. They went four, four, two-thirds on on Friday because Wheeler didn't get through the fifth. Joe Girardi walked out and pulled him out. He didn't realize that he already had a mound visit that inning. Um, So the bullpen's being chewed up a little bit, so we'll see if we can can get four innings out of, out of more and keep it close and maybe, maybe get some homers. The Phillies are hitting the ball pretty well. So, I mean, we'll see. Yeah. Okay. Um, but don't get too excited. Yeah. If we can get one out of three. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we, uh, so we, we, we got a guest on today, uh, Bob Kirk, who is right now sitting in second place. So we, uh, just the top five right now, we got the stat men, uh, in first, Sewerhawks in second, uh, Dudes in third, Rebel Alliance in fourth, and the Roosters in a distant fifth. Uh, the Roosters are kind of on an island. I'm uh, I, I'm pretty far away from fourth, and the person in sixth is pretty far away from me. So, um, Bob Kirk, are you with us today?
2: Yeah, good morning, guys. How are you doing?
0: Good. Uh, doing well. Um, good. Your, your team got off to a good start. Right, you second place. Um, So, a a couple questions we had for you is, uh, last week, what was your initial reaction when you see Tatis get injured?
2: Yeah, well, obviously disappointment. Um, Although, you know, he did get out to a slow start. But, I mean, what are we talking about, three or four games, right? But, uh, I read yesterday, there's talked he might be back next week. So, it could have been a lot worse.
0: Yeah, um, it, w- did you see it happen? Did you see the replay? Uh, I
2: did not. I heard he did throw a swing, which is, you know, kind of weird, right? But, uh, no, I did not see
0: it. Yeah, it, it, well, he swings pretty violently. <laughs> like, <laughs> he does. <laughs> he attacks yeah. the ball. Um, and I think he, he, I don't know what happened. It, it almost looked like, uh, someone's swinging a wiffle ball bat really hard and, and there's no force behind it. And yeah, his, his shoulder, I, I guess, uh. I don't know if it's slightly separated or dislocated, or um, but he looked like he was in some pain. Um, I, I, I made a note. It was a little reminiscent of 1996 with David Justice. David Justice did the same thing. Uh, and oh, he, uh, yeah, he missed the rest of the year, but it doesn't sound like Tatis is. Um, and he, he, I guess you got Kettle. you have Kettle Marte, too?
2: I do. I got it whatever almost even worse, because I think it's going to be um, a little longer. And, and you know those hamstrings. I mean, yeah. even if he comes back in a couple of weeks, who the heck knows? You know, but uh not really what I was hoping to see. they two key guys, and I'm not exactly deep at those positions. So, uh, you know, um, yeah, that, that, that's that got to hurt, right?
0: Yeah, uh, especially when you count on them. And Marte got off to a, a torrid start. I think he had 12 Damn. hits in the first four games or something.
2: Yeah, it's crazy. He hit a couple of balls. Um the exit, zero was like insane, like uh, hundred and fifteen mile an hour or something. I mean, you yeah. know. Yeah, he was uh he was on fire.
0: Yeah, so uh, the other question we had is what the hell's your starting staff need to do to get a win, Bob? Like <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I,
2: I, I put out there uh jokes uh half jokingly that maybe I'll get a win by, you know, uh by like Mother's Day or Father's Day or something, but uh yeah, crazy. I mean, uh um, between Burns, uh, Woodruff, uh, um, uh I mean there's been uh, pa, got Pablo Lopez. I mean these guys have been dealing, but but yet again, you know, that's that's kinda what I get too, right? I mean there's some pretty bad offenses there with Miami and I mean Milwaukee's I guess better offense than Miami, but they haven't exactly been lighting up the scoreboard.
0: Yeah, uh that Sandy I'll I'll Contra, he. I know.
2: I've heard that name that, that, uh, pronounced three different ways. Yeah. Now, but, uh,
0: Alcantara, whatever. How Sandy <laughs> from Miami. Uh, <laughs> right. That guy is is like he found himself this year. Yeah. Oh, my
2: gosh. Yeah, I like him coming in. Um, I paid a fair amount for him. I mean, I, I paid a lot for Burns, too, but, well, so far, Burns is, um, well, other than wins, he, he's performing, so. Um, And and it's early, right? I mean, you would hope this stuff evens out over the season. But uh, but we'll see. Um, You know, and and I I think I made some missteps with my bullpen. Um, I'm pretty weak there. So I'll be, you know, like a lot of teams, I'll be chasing saves all season. But, you know, so it goes, right?
0: Yeah, so just as a note, Corbin Burns has a .16 whip.
2: Yeah, crazy, right? (laughs) I think he has like 20... 20 strikeouts. Yeah, he does. Yeah, yes, yes. Yeah.
0: He, he has 20 Ks and two starts. It's that's a pretty good number. Um, yeah, not bad. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so the the other thing Jamie and I kicked we we were talking before before we came on is uh, you seem to be hitting a like a, I don't know maybe a point in your age or uh, a lot of <laughs> a lot of negative. <laughs> texts are coming out uh, and let me just run down a few and then we can address them as a whole, or maybe there's something going on. Uh, Bush league website uh, and fair is fair. Uh, like, yeah, they, they, they we, oh, we that thing's been awful. yeah, I'm right. Sure. Ruben Amaro is a broadcaster. Uh, oh, he's
2: terrible. Johnny,
0: yeah. <laughs> Johnny Cueto should be called for box. Right. Oh, you didn't. Okay. All right. I, I thought you did. Um, so let's let's talk about uh, Ruben Amaro. What what what's going on that you don't you don't like listening to him?
2: I don't know. He just gets under my under my skin. Um, I mean, think the
0: comparison I made was yeah. Frank Burns, uh, <laughs> 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 the, the
2: Frank
0: Burns,
2: yeah. yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm just not i I'm just not a fan of the guy. I, I don't I don't like him in that first. I don't really know, but hey, maybe that's just me, right? I don't know in his old age is, uh, <laughs>
0: you know bring it up bring it up the worst thing you know, I don't know yeah uh, I, I, I didn't even realize he was doing the games uh, I, I, I didn't even know who it was when I when I first listened to it until I started seeing your text come across and I, then it dawned on me who it was um, but yeah uh, I, I think it's weird that the formal general manager is now a broadcaster for the same team I, I just think it's strange I mean Ed Wade yeah. works for the Phillies too as a scout and I I think it's weird. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I, do too. It just, I don't know. I, I just find myself a lot of his commentary. Um, just. It, it doesn't feel natural in the booth. I don't know how else to describe it. I don't know if you guys have I mean, one,
0: but that's, that's my opinion. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I, yeah, I think it's a little strange and I, I guess they're trying to figure out who to put in there. Cause like uh, crux started out there. Um, to tell you the truth, I, I'd rather have the other guy, the, the former catcher from Malvern. What's his name? Ben. Oh, ben Ben
2: Davis?
0: Yeah, Ben Davis. Yeah, I actually don't yeah. mind him. Yeah, I
2: think he's better, too. I right, agree.
0: Yeah. Um, so, overall, uh, you know, like we talked about, you're sitting in second, still early, Uh obviously, you have a shot to win this thing. What, what, what do you think you need to kind of keep an eye on and maybe shore up as the season goes on to, to get to win the league? Yeah, well, get
2: healthy, right, with the key players. Um, and there's definitely holes in that lineup. I mean, this guy's Yeah. But I'm not so sure. I, I kinda picked of him up because even when Hayes is back, I, I have a feeling Evans might be stepping in for uh, Mr.
0: Polanco. So uh um you know, we'll see. Yeah, well actually I brought that up and, and uh I I think Polanco's got about ten more days. Yeah. To figure this out. Um and and he actually might just I don't know if the pirates were eat his salary, but he he I, I just can't see him just sticking out there. Putting Evans in right field, yeah, yeah
2: exactly.
0: I I agree. With, in fact, I was going to make a play for him, but I had no, I couldn't fit him in anywhere, and I didn't want to, I didn't want to get rid of two players to be able to fit him in, um, because right now I think he just qualifies for third base. But eventually, yeah. I, I eventually I think he's going to, um, yeah, he, he's going to probably play the outfield, and then he'll, that position will flip a little, you know, so he'll qualify for something else and. Yeah, he seems to be hitting the ball, He and he's a little older. He's not He's not that young, but whatever. If he's hitting the ball, he's hitting the ball. I don't care how, you know, how old he is. Yeah,
2: and I was a little desperate with the pickups this week because, man, I got holes all over my infield between Petty and uh, Marte being out. And, you know, I'm plugging Van Meter in there. because not that Josh Harrison is, you know, a superstar, but he was in the COVID gang, so, you know, I had to – kick him out, out of my lineup. So there was some serious holes. So, you know,
0: when he hit another run last night, um, I thought I better I better just pay off and, you know, not, not chance on it and lose out over a block, you know. Yeah, no, I, I get it. Yeah, that, I definitely get it. And the uh, guy from Milwaukee had a big night for you last night, too, with the five RBIs.
2: So Garcia, Garcia. Know, he hasn't done much here, but, yeah, he finally – uh, contributed. Before that, he hasn't really done a whole lot this year. It's weird. I, I got guys on my team that are like lighting up and then other guys that are just uh, really small like <clears> at <throat> the gate. But, but again, it's early. I mean, that guy like, TJ Cronin so far doesn't have one home run. He's hitting under 200. Um,
0: but again, let's get a time. Yeah, and you, and you got a good start from Hosmer. Yeah. Yeah, real good start. And I, I've been watching yeah, Acuna been for good. the last yeah. five games the, 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 over the week, and that guy's a freaking monster, man. Like, he, yeah, yeah. yeah. He, he does whatever he wants with that Phillies pitching. He, every ball he <laughs> hits is even the balls that he pops up. He knows he just missed it. <laughs> did you guys did
2: you guys see the video of Harper uh, correcting the uh, the heckler in the stands? You know Acuna, but he wasn't saying Acuna. He was just like this, and Acuna or something like that. And so Harper turned around
0: in the stands and and uh, corrected the call. Oh, know, is that right? Like, yeah. yeah. There's not many people that are anybody that are close to Acuna, so. All right, Jamie, you got anything for us?
1: Yeah, I just <clears throat> I just wanted to go back to talk to Bob about uh, you know first of all about Tatis because he's such a big part. Him and Acuna are such a big part of your team, but the, I guess I'm a little bit more concerned about the Tatis injury because in spring training he hurt himself. He hurt his, that same sh- shoulder throwing and. You you know, there's been talk that they don't think it's going to require surgery, but I'm not sure if it's that doesn't require surgery now, or if they might need it in the off season, and they're just trying to delay it. Um, Do you have those kind of concerns? And and if you do, how do you even how do you even
2: um,
1: fill in for somebody like um, Catese if if he's not there? You know, for for most of the
2: year. Yeah, I definitely have those concerns, Um, and I forgot about the spring. Uh, injury. You're, you're right. Um, but you're right. I mean, if you lose a guy like that or any of these, well, I mean, you can say that. I mean, who's got the injury? He, he's out. I don't know. I don't think that's a long-term thing, but uh, you know, so I don't think it's every team has, right? but if, if I've got injuries to so Marte and Tessie, sort of, anything happened like a Cunha or whatever, um, it's more than just a couple weeks. Yeah, that that really, uh, you know, puts a dent in your... Uh, in your season, but you know we all we all got the same risks, right? So how um, much you can do, but you're right. I mean, I, and my team is not exactly deep, so who am I telling him with um, in the middle infield? Brendan Rogers. Once he gets back healthy, I mean, come on, I'm like, who? You know, I, I, you know, anything to pick up. I mean, there are a couple of guys out there, but you know. Well, in, in
1: in in fairness, you know, no team really deep and you know just real quickly looking at your roster for the week um you got to be happy with the one person we didn't talk about is Yadier Molina um Molina scoring five runs five RBIs hitting a home run um you know batting 444 for the week you got to be happy with that he's playing every day and contributing so um you know I'm I'm,
2: I'm surprised I don't know because I actually thought they were going to
1: You know, uh, we, we've talked about your pitching. It looks so good. And you know that when Devin Williams right now has the has the worst week um, on your pitching staff,
2: you, you've had a pretty good week. Yeah. I
0: so um yeah we appreciate you coming on to hang in there this week um, I'm just looking at this week your, your roster if you keep it the same you got nine starts I feel like there's a win coming out of nine <laughs> nine starts you got two from Sandy Al- Alcantara two from uh, or yeah two from Pablo Lopez two from John Gant I, I think you're right there buddy I think I think you're gonna get a win this week yeah oh. <laughs> hey, whatever it takes, man.
2: <laughs> hey, hey, Bob, just real quick. Do you
1: remember Dylan Floro? When we were out in Seattle, I think it was the 2018 Bush League trip. If you remember, we were out there. Uh, he was pitching for the Dodgers at that time against the Mariners. And we saw him in a walk-off balk. Do you remember
2: that? I don't. Um, I mean, I know it pitched for the Dodgers, but I don't remember the walk-off balk.
1: Yeah, yeah. The Mariners had a runner on third base. He balked, and game was over. <laughs> and I remember Sam and I looking at each other, like, "Have you ever seen a walk off balk?" And it was the pitcher. of record was uh, Dylan Floro. Yeah, that's
2: crazy. What well, about the walk off? Uh, Ralph Cotton uh, hit by pitch the other night. <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty
1: crazy. Yeah. Rod, right, you want to talk about
0: that? Yeah. Okay, Bob. So you do remember that, right? I wasn't sure if I was remembering correctly. Oh yeah. All
2: right. oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you're right. You're absolutely right.
0: (laughs) Yeah, okay. And that's why I only sent the text to you guys that would remember. Um, Yeah, all right, good. And then Jamie reminded me how Rob used to catch the balls, like he would catch them with his hand and say, now that was going to be a ball. (laughs) Yeah. That's right. Yeah,
2: yeah, that's
0: true. Oh, boy. And, yeah, I'm sure Ralph probably heard it from us being the mature 20-year-olds we were. (laughs) <laughs> i <I'm
2: sure>. Exactly. <laughs> I'm
0: sure, we kind of laid into them. All right, man. Well, thanks for coming on. Uh to everybody's we said hello. And like I said, nine starts this week. Uh you are gonna get you're gonna get in the win column. Right. <laughs> I, I
1: feel like you're rooting for me, Bob. Thank I am, you for this good vibe. I am. Yeah.
0: all right, buddy. Take care. Right, thanks thanks for joining,
1: Bye. Bob. Yeah. Take yeah. care. Thank, good luck. Take care. Bye.
0: Okay. Yeah, that was good. Uh, and I'm glad he yeah, brought, it was I'm glad he brought up the the Ralph thing because I was starting to feel bad that I didn't remember that right but now I'm confirmed with two different sources so yeah
1: well you know what's here's what's interesting is is I, I guess everybody looks at their team kind of the same when you're on top um you know Bob's team um, I, I, I appreciate the fact that he you know was saying that he still has some holes but he, he's the one part he's right on is that everybody's gonna have injuries but his his team still looks really strong and that pitching you know, with Woodruff, Burns, Lopez, and Al- Alcantara, uh, I, I, I I don't think if one of them slips, I, I don't think all four of them are going to slip. He, he's he's going to be in this thing all year long, don't you think?
0: Uh, yeah. Um, it, it, obviously, they're going to get wins. They're not going to pitch like that and not get wins. It's just, you know, as Cliff Lee says, that's baseball. Um, yeah, I, I think he will too. And, and I, they'll get into a rhythm where they'll start winning – you know, one and a half games a week, and next thing you know they're they're probably going to be in the the top five or top ten of of wins. Um, and then if as soon as Tatis and um, Marte come back, his his offense looks completely different than what it does sure. now. I,
2: yeah, I, I, I'm just
1: worried as I had talked about. I, I I think the Tatis injury is more concerning than the Padres are letting on.
0: Well, he's got C.J. Abrams too, so maybe he'll if they bring him up, he'll throw him in there. He's there you go. A, yeah.
1: There you go. I'm sure Bob yeah. wasn't expecting that this year, but that's that's certainly a possibility. Yeah. Although, um, yeah, yeah. Um,
0: we'll see. Because I, I don't know who else can play shortstop for that team on an everyday basis. Well, I guess Machado well, could. Well,
1: Kim, Kim. Well, Kim can play. Kim. Kim's the shortstop, right? He can play shortstop, and they can put Cronenworth at second base, or they can move Cronenworth. I don't know if Cronenworth plays shortstop, but they also nah. have Profar that could play second base. So they, they have some flexibility, the Padres, in their roster.
0: yeah. And uh, yeah, they they do, and uh, I wonder if they're going to handle Tatis with kid gloves like the NBA does. Like you, you know, they uh, get, they get hurt and they you know they shut him down for a month.
1: Yeah, I, I, I don't know if this guy knows how to play any differently. Like you said, his swing is just so violent. It, it you you made the perfect analogy, right? It's like swinging a wiffle ball, right? That's the way you you would swing a wiffle ball bat.
0: Yeah, and yeah,
1: man, he just there, there's just a lot of things going on there.
0: Yeah, the, I guess the problem is when you have that injury. Now you got to make all those throws, and you got to keep swinging. So, it, I mean, it's not it's not going to heal by swinging. It's going to heal by not doing anything. So, I wonder That's it's going to yeah lingering. And it did remind me of of David Justice. Uh, Justice actually had I think he had to have surgery, and he missed the ninety the rest of the ninety. I think he played forty games in ninety six. Uh, and the only reason I know that because I had him. Um, <laughs> Yeah, uh, okay. So uh, the rest of the league, we, we we had a pretty busy fad night again last night. Uh, just a you know quick review. Trevor Williams goes to the Bulls. He drops Trevor Rosenthal. Uh, of course, Trevor Rosenthal is in the American League and he's injured, so there's no reason I'm having him on our National League roster. Uh, Bear Bear Bearcats pick up uh, Luis Guillorme.
1: Yorme,
0: yep. For a buck, we talked about the Seahawks with Mighty Ducks pick up Richard Blyer, a relief pitcher from Miami. Uh, Rebel Alliance uh, picked up a starting pitcher from the from the Braves. You know how to say that guy's name? You know what? You know uh, what? Darren Ruff back in the Bush League. Yeah, yeah. Picked up by the Bulls. He's actually getting some at bats. I don't know how long that's going to last. Uh, Lakers pick up Tyler Widener. Uh, have you seen this guy pitch? I haven't. Yeah. I think he pitched last night. Um,
1: no, um, let me see for the Diamondbacks. Oh gosh. Uh, no, I, 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 I watched the Diamondbacks last night. Yeah, it I was, did too.
0: Uh, yeah. No, you're right. He didn't. He, uh, yeah. Uh, Widener pitched on, uh, on Friday. Uh, he had a good first outing, got not beat up, but touched up a little bit on the second one. But um, and then you pick up Jeff Hoffman. Um, yeah, I, I, we were actually texting during uh, during a day we were watching games, and you mentioned him. Is it, did you watch him? And then you think, hey, this guy can pitch a little bit. Well, like, wh- why him?
1: A couple of things. Number one, I saw him pitch against the Cardinals, yeah. and not that the Cardinals are any great offense, um, but his first start against the Cardinals, he looked really good. So, I wanted to put a bid in last night and then watch him because um, I know he was pitching Saturday night. He didn't pitch all that well.
0: No.
1: Um, I, 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 think that, I, I think that he's going to stick at least for another start because um, Sonny Gray is going to be coming back. And I think the person, uh, the pitcher that loses out in the Reds rotation is going to be Jose DeLeon. Although, if he has another outing like he did the last time, it could be Hoffman that goes. But I, I, I can't I can't keep Lynn Bloom around. I watched him against the Cardinals yesterday, and just said you know, I, I I I don't want that. And I did put a a backup bid for uh, Trevor Williams in case I couldn't get Hoffman. But um, yeah, we'll, we'll see what happens there. The second thing is I, I think this this pitching coach from Cincinnati. What's his name? Um, is it Darren Johnson? Darren Johnson from. I guess he he was affiliated with driveline and I don't know a whole lot about driveline. And I I guess they're, uh, they they use a lot of innovation and Trevor Bauer is a big disciple of of driveline. And I'm hoping that the reds see something in Hoffman because previous he pitched in, in, um, in Colorado. And you can't really tell um, how good a pitcher is by looking at his stats from Colorado. So I'm just hoping for lightning in a bottle.
0: Yeah, and, and let's be honest, he's a fifth starter. He's Yeah. Right, yeah. Yeah, I get it. Um, then we talked about the Seahawks uh, getting Phillip Evans from the Pirates, um, and probably he's going to replace Polanco here soon. Ducks pick up Brogdon from the Phillies, who walked into three wins la- last week or the, you know, the past week and a half. Um, Is that the, right? Wow. Yeah. And he's pitching like the sixth and seventh innings. You know, where, mm. where well, you know, a game is decided sometimes. There, there you well, go.
1: We, we talked about this last week in the podcast, and I think I also texted it to the league. Um, you know, when people like the Grom aren't getting wins and Burns and Woodruff, I, you need middle relievers to get wins. That, 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 those are the people that get wins these days.
0: Yeah, it's funny. It's like when, when you when you talk about this guy Hoffman, who's not young, but, you know, he's, he's new to the Reds, and you kind of almost wonder, if, like, is it worth – Sticking a guy like that in there, where you risk maybe some ERA, WHIP, things, you know, uh, negative effects, and not sticking Sean Doolittle in there, who could get as as many wins, and you kind of limit your ERA and WHIP. It, you know, what, do yeah. you understand my point? Yeah, yeah, I do. So you uh, you almost hey you you almost maybe maybe I want four or five relievers in there in, well, instead of the the cool. two bad starting pitchers I have at the back end.
1: Mm, I, I wouldn't be adverse to that kind of strategy. Hey, you know, what's interesting in this fab. So, so everybody's jumped in the fab pool. Now um, um, I think what we, we had eight teams again for it, for 10, 10, players. So everybody has, has picked up somebody in fab, but you know, once again, I noticed that in this fab run, we're, we're dropping three American league players that were picked up in the reserve round. And you know. I'll keep emphasizing this point. I, I don't know why we have 12 spots when we're dropping, you know, American League players in week number two. It, it just seems like we are it's a little bit of overkill, and we could increase FAB and the value of FAB if we just reduce the number of reserve spots. So there I am on my soapbox again. Okay.
0: <laughs> okay. I feel better now. Thank you. All right. Uh- <laughs> Uh, yeah. So, and then, you know, if you look at the standings, um, if you look at it, so there's, there's the top four, then me, and then the bottom two, three, then the bottom five, five. Yep. Um, and, and I, I explain it as in the top four, cause the top four have, uh, the Rebel Alliance is fourth with 71 and a half points. I'm fifth with 62, which is really not that close. And the Lakers are six with 46 and a half, which isn't really close to me. So there seems to be, like I seem to be the uh, line of demarcation here um, initially. you know. Uh, but as I look through, and again, we're not even 10 games into this season. I, maybe some of the teams have played 10 games. Um, the bottom three with the Ducks, the Bearcats, and the Bulls, and then the top three with the Statman, Hawks, and Dudes, I think that's those three are going to be in those spots at the end of the year. I th- I think the other the other teams, Rebel Alliance, myself, the Lakers, and and yourself, are it's going to be a fluid situation. Uh, when I say that, what what are your thoughts initially?
1: Well, um, the Hawks and the dudes. Um, along with Rebel Alliance, were the three that I thought had the best retention picks. And, you know, I guess coming out of the draft, you, you hope that they didn't hurt themselves, which
2: when, uh, one and a
1: half weeks of baseball stats shows that they haven't. Um, surprised by the Statman's start. Um, had a really good hitting week and a really good pitching week. Um, I, his team, I guess last week, uh, Ryan McMahon with that three home run week was – um, kind of buoyed his his game, but remember he made it. Didn't he trade? Did he trade you for Brandon Nimmo?
0: He did. Yeah, Nimmo got off. He's okay. getting off to a good start.
1: Yeah, he he, he has. I, I think he actually leads the league right now in uh, OBP. Um,
0: does that does that matter?
1: Well, it it, it it's a function of OPS, right? Sure. Yeah. It's, it's a component of that. And you know, at some point. At some point, he's, going to, uh, he's actually going to get a win from DeGrom. But, you know, as we talked about, just talked about, you know, Giovanni Gallegos has pitched really well and has got a win as, as a reliever. Um, here's the person that I'm impressed by right now is Freddie Peralta has pitched really well for the Brewers and yeah. on the stat team.
0: Yeah. You know, Case would always say that Freddie Peralta, you're going to get beat up occasionally, but he's going to get a lot of strikeouts. Like that's what that guy does, and and that's what he's. Well, he's actually pitched really well. Um, his whip's a little high, which means he's. He, I don't know. Maybe he's striking people out to, to get out of tough situations. But eventually, a do you, one. Do you know how one four whip? Do you know, is know how old Freddy
1: Carolla
0: is? I feel like he's been in the league for a while.
1: Right? So doesn't it feel like so? How old do you think
0: he is? I think he's probably close to thirty.
1: Yeah, um, I had him a couple of years ago. He's twenty four years old.
0: Wow. Okay, when did he start pitching when he was nineteen. Oh my
1: god! Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. So
1: the the point of that is is that he he probably still has room to to, to grow, right? He's only twenty four.
0: Oh yeah, definitely has room to grow then. Yeah, absolutely. Um,
1: yeah. I, Here's the other interesting thing that I that I saw in in, in the standings is the the Rebel Alliance. Right, um, they've really benefited from um, the person that has the highest OPS in uh, the National League. You know who that is? You want to take a guess?
0: Tyler Naquin.
1: There you go. There, there you go, Tyler Naquin.
0: Fourteen ribs and five homers. Yeah. Yeah. So
1: what a great start, right?
0: Yeah, that's a really good start, and and uh, I, I guess he was a decent hitter when he was with Cleveland. Um, but he, he wasn't getting a lot of press as far as getting playing time, um, you know. But uh, you know they had some injuries out there, and I guess when you when you hit three home runs in three consecutive days, you're going to keep getting to the plate.
1: Yeah, and um, it, 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 if he can continue that hot bet, you know he he'll take playing time away from from Jesse Winker, um, possibly Nick Senzel, although Senzel has has
0: performed he's played well too, uh,
1: yeah. decently. Um, he's not going to lose. Uh, Castellanos isn't going to lose any time in right field, but um, yesterday, yesterday Sam was in first for, for for a hot second, and I texted him, and I asked him to comment on that, and he texted me back. He he made a bolt. He said, "quote bold statement." If Chris Bryant remains a Chicago Cub throughout the whole season, he'll be in the mix. He, being Sam, will be in the mix until the end. Um, he, he's just concerned that. Um, Bryant might be dealt halfway through the year. Uh,
0: yeah, I, I I guess that's a possibility. Um, you know, Bryant being dealt, and then you start questioning what the Cubs are doing. But um, I, I I don't I I listened to that sentence that you read. Uh, I don't know if I'd use the term bold statement, and then finish it up within the mix. Like if you make a bold <laughs> statement, say I'm going to finish in the top three, or I'm going to win it. Yeah, it, that's a bold statement. In the mix, hell, I could say that. I, I'll be in the mix, right?
1: Well, I, I think it's a euphemism for being in the money.
0: Well, in the mix means in the mix. All right. Yeah. Um, and and he had a huge week from Naquin, which yeah, pushed his stats um, significantly. Yeah. Especially the, you know, in the first ten days, you get someone who hits five homers. That's that's pretty good. Um, yeah. So again, uh, this week is, is, you know, we'll, we'll start seeing the horses separate a little bit and then, uh, you know, by the first of May, we'll, we'll kind of get a feel where, where everyone's at and, and, and some of these injuries too. Yeah. We'll, we'll kind of get a feel where, where these injuries are. Um, I'm, I'm curious to see Martel and Tatis, uh, but we'll, we'll cover some of the injuries in the, in the baseball news. Um, and and speaking about baseball news, did you see the Angels fans throw out the trash cans on the field?
1: I I did not I did not see that. My, my, I guess my first question is is that when you're going through the turnstiles, like how do you get how do you get trash cans <laughs> into
0: the stadium? Well, they were actual trash cans in the stadium.
1: Well, okay, good point.
0: <laughs> and the one the one was an inflatable, inflatable trash can. So they they probably got it in. It was wasn't inflated, and then they inflated it, and threw it out there.
1: So when, when did they start throwing this
0: on the field? Take me through this. I'm not sure what part, maybe when they were up initially. Um, yeah, but they had to, they had to stop the game and go pick the stuff up. It was only two or three. It it wasn't like, you know, 6,000 fans throwing trash cans out there, but it goes to the point where you brought up, you know, this time last year and even before, will fans have a memory of this? I didn't think they would, especially out in California. And, uh, you know, I, I was pretty impressed with the Angel fans kind of being engaged with baseball.
1: Uh, they were probably Dodgers fans disguised as Angels fans.
0: <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That that, that, that certainly could be. Um, the other news is uh, Major League Baseball looking at uh, Trevor Bowers' uh, balls from his last start for foreign substances on there. Uh, Bauer got off to kind of a weird. Uh, Two starts, thirteen innings, twenty Ks. He's given up three homers, hit two guys, but I think he has a four or five ERA. Um, And and I've heard some people in in um, in the media talk about maybe they're they're singling him out because of how he is. You know, he's vocal. Um, You think they're singling him out, baseball?
1: Um, I I I do. Well. When you say they, is the media single going to come out? Yeah, probably. Um, I, I think baseball supposedly is looking at metrics. You know, let, let's just take for instance spin rate. They're looking at um, the difference in, pe- in, in pitchers' spin rates and seeing how much more they've increased year over year, if you will, or year over the last two years, um, to see if baseball players might be doing something different that might not be legal. I'm just not sure what baseball is going to do if they find that's the case.
0: Uh, yeah, um, I'll I, be curious to see if they find anything. Of course, the other thing, too, is just because they find something on a ball that in a game that he's pitched, you can't you can't prove that he did it. Right, it could have been a yellow. So pitcher. What, what,
1: are, what are we talking about? Are, are we talking about you know a little pine tar so that you, you have a better grip on the ball? Yeah. so you also get a better spin on the ball.
0: Yeah, that's exactly it. Yeah, it's okay. some sort of tacky substance that gives you a better grip, as opposed. To, it, it's it's just the mirror image of Vaseline that gives you a you know a slippier grip that you can get that thing to move a little bit. Yeah, it's no different. It's just the just a reverse of it. Yeah, because if you have – I mean, think about – like, in these Major League Baseballs, these seams aren't raised anymore. You know, the seams used to be much higher. Now they're not. And it, it's it, – you know, to throw a slider or a curveball, you need that seam to snap that thing off. And if the seam's not there, I, you need something else.
1: The, the year before the CBA, what, what do you really think that baseball's going to
0: do? Uh, they'll just be more mindful of it. And I know managers okay. will. yeah. If, if if I see a 12-6 curve, curveball from that guy, I'm going to stop the game and tell him to look at the ball in a tough situation, right? It's no different than what Billy Martin did in, what, 1980 when he, or whatever that was, 79 or 80, when he knew George Brett's bat was illegal. He just waited for the right moment.
1: <laughs> right? Well, you, you know, I, I got to believe, you, you know, this is a slippery slope for a lot of managers, right, because – I dare say that if you're talking about a substance to get a better grip on the ball, that probably every pitcher or at least every team has a pitcher that's doing that.
0: Um, yeah, maybe. Yeah, uh, they, I mean, they could be, but I mean, yeah, I, I, it's been going on for a while because a guy from the Yankees got caught with the pine tar in his neck. Remember that? Yeah, yeah, I do. And that's what he used it for. Yeah. So uh yeah it would be interesting to see if the managers react to this in 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 let, high leverage situations where they say hey check the ball for me. And sometimes it's there's some gamesmanship too. You know? They did it with Gaylord well, Perry, just check the ball. Just check it, the ball. Just to get in his head a little bit.
1: To me this comes back to your uh Earl Weaver quote from last week. <laughs> <You're-> <laughs>
0: right. If you know how to, if you know how to cheat, I'd suggest start now or something like that. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) There you go. All right. And then we got, uh, Michael Conforto, the walk off, barely hit his football pad on his elbow. Um, the umpire, I'm not sure his first name, the culpa, he was the home plate umpire. Ron Culpa. Yeah. He said the guy was hit by a pitch in the strike zone. I should have called him out. Um, that you you saw that live, right? Because I think you texted me when it happened. I,
1: I did. I, w- I was watching I was watching the Mets game because um, I don't know, I think the bases were loaded there, and you, you know when you see it with your with your own eyes, it's like man, I think he stuck his arm out. He didn't try to get out of the way of that. And and not only did he not try to get out of the way, he stuck his arm into the strike zone.
0: Yeah. Um. Is that what you saw? That's what I saw. Yeah. That's exactly yeah. what I saw. So um. I, and I and. I, and looking at it, I'm like, come on, Conforto. Like, you're the three-hitter. You're in your walk year. You're supposed to be this RBI guy, and this is what you do? You know, I do that.
1: <laughs>
0: That's what I no, do. No,
1: listen. Come on. Listen. It, 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 if this is the first inning, okay, it's different. We're, we're talking the ninth inning and trying to win a game. I'm okay with, with you know, trying to do that.
0: Yeah. But it, it did remind us of, uh, I mean, some of you guys won't know this name, but Ralph Cotton, who used to be in the league in the 80s and probably early 90s, uh, I'm not sure exactly. Um, he, he used to do that when we played wiffle ball, and he did it as blatant as Michael Conforto did it. Would you agree? <laughs> yes.
1: <laughs> so if, if, if that's the case, uh, you know, Conforto has a lot of issues coming up.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, Ralph would do that on occasion, not all the time, but in, in probably situations like Conforto was in. Um,
1: well, if he wasn't doing it, he was striking out, so.
0: <laughs> Actually, I gave up a home run to him one time. I was so pissed.
1: Yeah, but yeah, but you were just fooling around I wasn't, uh, against him. I, I mean, you pretty much owned him.
0: I, I gave him and Rob one pitch to hit, and then after that, I, I tried to get him out. But I gave them one pitch to hit. Usually I gave him the first pitch, and after that, yeah, and he, yeah, he hit a home run off of me. I cannot believe it. Um, anyway, uh, <laughs> probably 30 years ago, I still remember it.
1: Um, I, I, I think he actually had a bat flip against you, too, didn't he? <laughs> uh,
0: he might have. <laughs> bat <flip. laughs> Good for him. Uh, all right, so we did get some injuries in baseball. So we talked about Tatis a little bit, um, Kettle Marte, Mike Soroka got shut down again. Now he's got some arm soreness. Yeah. Uh, Cabrian, mm-hmm. you still got Cabrian Hayes out there. Uh, Lamette yep. is out there. He hasn't hit the mound yet. Um, uh, boy, the, the Soroka thing is kind of another one that makes you think like, uh, boy, you know, how, it, it could this last a little bit.
1: Yeah. I mean, both Soroka and, and Lamette, you know, have had injuries before. And, uh, I, I don't, I don't know what to think of Obviously, um, I, I'm no injury expert, and I can only tell you what 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 I read. But it's it's probably troubling, isn't it? Both both the Braves and 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 the Padres. But I I think the Padres have known about Lamette and he's been you yeah, know
0: they have.
1: been putting off surgery as well.
0: Yeah, and uh, maybe last year was the well he couldn't even get through last year. He, no. Yeah, he he didn't pitch in the playoffs, did he? He got shut down nope. prior. Um, nope.
1: Him and Clevenger. <laughs> yeah,
0: him and Clevenger. So it would be interesting to keep an eye on this. And then sticking with the Padres, uh, Joe Musgrove throws a no-no.
1: Yay. Well, we talked about him, right, in yeah. the preseason podcast. Um, we talked about him with Bill, owner of the, the Statmen. And I think we asked Bill if he was going to keep Musgrove or Paddock, and he kept neither. Yeah. And you and I kind of – kind of, we were, we were thinking that this was going to be the year that – Joe Musgrove either either put up or shut up. Is that
2: correct? Yeah that
0: that's what that's what my question was. We're going to see if uh, Joe Musgrove's a good pitcher, and so far we've seen yes. <laughs> so yeah, I, I was actually watching that game. I was flipping between that and the Phillies, and I didn't realize he was throwing a no hitter. Yeah, um. So yeah, good for Joe Musgrove. I didn't realize it. it's it's a first no hitter in team history.
1: Yeah, and and how do you like this fun fact as well? Is that the last no hitter was thrown by Alex Mills uh, of the Cubs, who I had on my team, but uh, somehow was on my reserve, I, you know, missing a no no hitter. But the catcher in both of those games was Victor Caratini.
0: Oh, really? Okay. He's, wow. He's caught yeah. two no hitters in, in less than a year.
1: Yeah. Him. Well, the, yeah. yes, and the two most recent no hitters yeah. as well.
0: Wow. Uh, then we got the Johnny Cueto watch. Uh, pitched this <laughs> week, eight and two-thirds, four hits, one earned run, one walk, seven Ks. Very nice for yeah. Johnny.
1: Yeah, he looked he looked really good. And I, I was watching that game, was going to send something out at the end of the game, and Bill texted everyone beforehand. And, uh, yeah, Cueto was uh, was dealing. And, uh, you know, another nice pickup by the Rebel Alliance.
0: It says, uh, is that is that the team he's on?
1: Well, uh, I think he was drafted twelve times, so it's hard to tell. But yes, it is the Rebel Alliance.
0: Yeah. Yep. Yeah. It is. Uh, he was drafted twelve times, uh, but he's stuck with the Rebel Alliance. Good for him. Um, <laughs> and and hey, Bob Kirk texted me while we were still while we we're doing this, and he did he did yeah. text about Johnny Cueto balking. Yeah, he said he he didn't remember but he did it. Wow. Yeah, so wow.
1: He, Owner of Grumpy Pants still doesn't even remember what he was saying. I was know. So many
0: know. Uh, wow. He, okay. He said maybe too many IPAs.
1: <laughs> well, you know what? We should have kept him on for the beer review then. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, which I'm not doing today. It's only 11 o'clock, really. So, yeah, I'm not doing that yet. Um, so the other thing I just wanted to bring up, and if any Phillies um, senior management's listening, which I kind of doubt they are, um, I, I would, I would ma- be calling Arizona, making a play for Tim LaCastro. You know who Tim LaCastro is.
1: I do. It's a great day to be a bomber um, from Ithaca College.
0: Yeah, right. Uh, he he's he's not going to get a lot of playing time, and he, he had four hits yesterday, and a, and he steals some bases, but he can play defense. He he's got to be a better option than Roman Quinn and Hazley, and I, I, I you know he. He's not going to get he, – he's not the – as soon as Marte comes back, they've got to figure out what to do. Because as Drupal Carreras hit the ball, Eduardo Escobar woke up this week because he hit three home runs in four days. Um, Cole Calhoun's back. The Castro's going to be the odd man out, and they still have Varsho down there. Um, so, Phillies management, if you're, if you're listening, go ahead and make a call to Arizona. I think they'll they'll be willing to deal him for some pitching maybe. Um, I don't know, w- w- whatever else they need. Um and and then I think we got a center fielder that can play defense and put the ball in play if he plays every day.
1: Yeah, you know what? He he is a nice player. And I watched him last night. Man, he can move down the line. Oh, yeah. he he's
0: really fast, man. <laughs> yeah. He I and I can't remember the guy's name, but he reminds me of that center fielder that came up with the Reds. I think is a better hitter. Um he's a kinda of, kinda of built like LeCastro, looked like him, and then he went to Colorado and he, he just couldn't stay on the field because he couldn't hit over 220. Uh, I can't remember huh. the guy's name. But anyway, I think LaCastro can – and he can play defense, which I, I think they need. McCutton's getting a little old out there. Harper's not as mobile as as he once was. He's not 22 anymore. And I think he can cover a lot of ground. So, uh, again, if anyone's listening from the Phillies management, go ahead and make a call out there. See if uh, LaCastro <laughs> anybody can well, be I- shopped.
1: I'm sure he would be available, and I'm sure he's just happy to be in the bigs.
0: Well, the other—I'm doing it from a selfish reason too, because I have him and I need him to play every day. <laughs> so if he goes to <laughs> he goes to the fields, he'll play every day. Um, yeah, uh, and then we got this uh, today in baseball history: uh, 1961, Los Angeles Angels defeat the Orioles in Memorial Stadium, seven to two, in their in their first ever game. Uh, finished seventy and ninety-one that year. Uh, the Angels kind of had a weird, they have a weird organization. And and let me read this to you and tell me if this sounds strange when you hear it. So from 61 to 64, they were known as the Los Angeles Angels. From 65 to 96, they were known as the California Angels. From 97 to 04, they were known as the Anaheim Angels. From 05 to 15, they were known as the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim. And sixteen to the present, they're back to the Los Angeles Angels. Does that seem kind of strange yeah. when you hear it?
1: That that, that 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 is that is messed up, right? And that just goes to to show you that you know they they always want to be part of Los Angeles, but you know have that uh, smaller city feel being in Anaheim. Um, not that there's that much of a difference because doesn't Los Angeles pretty much go up to the San Francisco border? Um, the
0: city right. so big. Yeah, from San Diego to San. And Francisco. down to San Diego. Yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: Um, uh, 1962, the New York Mets lose to the Cardinals 11 to four, Bush Stadium in their in their first game. Uh, finished the season at 40 and 120. The Mets lost their first nine games. Didn't get a, their first win till they beat the Pirates on the 23rd of April.
1: That still is the worst record, right, oh, in, yeah. in baseball? I mean, a yeah. 250 winning percentage. Yeah. Uh, I think the Orioles came close um, a couple of years ago, didn't the, the? The Orioles lose only win forty some games. Well, fifty he, games.
0: Yeah, is that the is that the year they they start off like zero twenty one?
1: No, I mean this is the last. I, I don't know. That's a great question. This is in the last three or four years that the Orioles had lost that many games. You know what? You're right. Two, I got to check that out.
0: 2018, the Orioles won forty seven games. Yeah. Yeah, they were 47 and 115. And they followed that up with a 54 and 108. Um
1: and that, that's a that's a rough oof going through that. It's a hard season.
0: Yeah, and in 88 they won 54 games. That must have been the year they lost the first 21 games. Um so they were 54 and 107.
1: Man. So that's a that's a franchise that's really seen some highs and lows, isn't it?
0: Yeah, it really has. I mean, it, when they first came on board, that was the, – them and the Dodgers were the, the teams to be drafted by. I mean, they, they – mm-hmm. yeah, they, they were great organizations. And I don't know what happened. I mean, I, I guess more teams come in and, yeah, yeah, you, you, uh, people retire. They, you know, they, they can't follow that same system. Um and in 1969, the Seattle Pilots win their first and only home opener, beating the White Sox seven to nothing. They finished the season at 64 and 98, moving to Milwaukee for the '70 season. Uh, you're a little older than I am. Do you remember the Seattle Pilots?
1: I do. I actually remember getting baseball cards that said Seattle Pilots. Okay. Um, I don't remember seeing them or, or really recall their uniforms, but uh, yeah, I do remember that.
0: Okay. Um, yeah, I guess it was kind of strange. They played one year out there. Uh, I, I can't remember. it. I guess they were an expansion team.
1: Yes. Yeah. And I don't think those kind of things happen these days, right? Um, if you're going to be an expansion team, which maybe we can talk about in uh, future episodes, because um, I think baseball going to expand in the next year or two. So. Um, I, I think you do a little bit more due diligence and, you know, these, these franchises now are going to cost somewhere between a uh, billion and two billion billion just, just to buy in probably closer to the $2 billion mark.
0: Yeah. They're, and they're going to need stadium deals and all that other stuff like that. Yeah. They're going to, yeah.
1: All that has to be in place.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah. So uh, pretty interesting with, uh, with the, uh, the baseball history today, uh, I can't imagine watching the 62 Mets. Can you imagine watching that every day? How bad that must have Once been? Once
1: again, I think in that, yes, I, I think it's probably comical, and I think you're just happy that baseball is back, um, National League Baseball is back in in New York. Because the the Brooklyn Dodgers, they left in, what, 50, was it 57? 56, 57? So it has been away for five
2: years.
0: Yeah, Um and I, I guess it was kind of cool that they combined the uh, the Dodgers and and Giants uh, colors and logo when they designed their uniforms. Is uh, that right? Yeah, so it was blue and orange for the Dodgers and Giants. Okay. Yeah, and the if you look at the NY initially, it was the old New York Giant NY script. So. Ah, oh, okay. Yeah. Have you been up to Citi Field? I have not. No.
1: Okay, because the the, the fronts. Uh, if you walk in behind home plate, uh, it's kind of patterned um, after old uh, Ebbets Field in it, Brooklyn.
0: Okay. Yeah. So they they try to yeah they so try to, cool. yeah, to combine uh, some of that some of that stuff. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm looking at the roster. Um, boy, they, yeah, they they were bad. was not
1: Ashburn on that team. Rich Richie Ashburn Asperin
0: was on the team. Uh, Roger Craig was their number one pitcher. He went ten and twenty four. Oof. Yeah, 33 starts. God
1: bless. wasn't marvelous Marv Throneberry on that team as
0: well? He was. From the it, he he used to be in the uh those light beer commercials. Correct. Yeah. Uh he yeah, and Frank Thomas was. That uh, the guy from um, I think he played in Pittsburgh and played in Philly. He played for the Phillies uh, one year. He was a big home run hitter. Um yeah he 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 was their best offensive player so he actually had a pretty good year he 34 homers 94 ribs 824 ops yeah he, he had a good year but there was no one no one else i mean no <laughs> one. yeah um actually i heard i heard Richie Ashburn tell a story one time that balls would drop in between in the outfield in between him as a center fielder and the um and the second and shortstop second baseman and shortstop cuz he said those guys Spoke. It was three different languages they were speaking. <laughs> <And> they, yeah. <laughs> and they, yeah, they couldn't tell when he was when he was calling the ball. Um, all right, what what are you walking off with today?
1: Well, as we talked about last week, it's it's so great to have baseball back. And you know, as teams start to to roll out to their fans, I guess it's dictated about by by local law and how many fans come back. Just happy to see fans in the stands. But I got to be honest with you, the one thing I don't miss when I watch baseball games and I watch uh, at least bits and pieces, a lot of them, are when people are sitting behind home plate or anywhere and they're on their phones and they're waving into the camera. I, I just, I, I just, I just want to, just want to, uh, <laughs> I don't like it. Do you, do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah.
0: Yeah, I know what you're talking about.
1: <clears throat> is it annoying to you?
0: It is annoying. Yeah. Because well, someone calls <laughs> them and says, hey, you're on camera.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and they just yeah. this looks looks like such dopes that I'm like, please, just don't don't show them, just blur it out there as if they're you know some sort of obscene gesture because that's the way I'm viewing
0: it. Yeah, maybe they should treat it like the person running on the field. They just don't don't show it on TV.
1: <laughs> yeah, so so other than that, I'm really enjoying the baseball games and you know um, maybe I'm Mr. Grumpy Pants as well.
0: Well, I'm I'm gonna follow suit because I got a complaint too. Uh, I'm getting tired of the bat flip thing. Like I'm, I'm just really? tired of it. I, I, I saw Cassiano's you know, walk down and drop it again, and um, I saw someone else doing it. I can't remember. I, I wrote it down. I can't remember where I wrote it, but I'm getting tired of it. it it's a profession. The, none of, that doesn't happen in every other profession, right? Where you, you know, The guy who sells the car doesn't walk around with his hands up in the air to say, hey, I just sold a car. Just do your job. How about
1: if you score? How if you score a touchdown, or you have a big dunk, or
2: something like that? Do you ever see it there?
0: I'm talking about baseball, dude. I, I don't care about right. the other sports. Yeah, I don't want to hear about it's emotional and I, yeah, I get all that, but I, it, it's showing up people, I, I, and I, it frustrates me when I see other people showing other people up in public like that. I mean, we've all done it playing wiffle ball. We're joking. It, it it's, a, but these guys aren't joking. They're they're actually showing up someone else in their profession, and, and I think it's a problem. And I don't care if they keep getting hit; I, I, it doesn't matter. <laughs> they can keep getting hit. Yeah. So, you I, know, and, I, and a baseball thing is let the kids play, and and I, I, I think that's that's bad. There's one thing showing emotion. There's another thing where you're walking down the first base, watching a ball go over the center field wall, and then tossing your bat. Yeah. In the second so, so let
1: inning. me guess, let me guess, as a coach now of Little Leaguers, you're not going to tolerate any kind of bat slips or any kind of showing up of opponents, is that correct?
0: No, no, that, that would irritate me, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I would say something if, if a kid did Yeah, I,
1: I think so at that level, I think you have to.
0: Yeah, because if you don't, this, or, you know, we'll just be showing people up. That That's what... Uh, yeah, so it, it frustrates me when I see it. So Castellanos keeps doing it. I don't care. Pitchers, you keep hitting them in the thigh. I don't care. I don't care what happens. Yeah. And if I was a manager, I'd be telling him if you feel like buzzing them, buzzing them. Just don't do it in a situation where, we're, you know, we could lose the game. So, <laughs> yeah. Uh, All right. Yeah, that's where I'm at. Okay. Uh, next week, we'll see if we can uh, circle back on some of those guests. Um We'll see if the horses start separating a little bit this week, right?
1: Yeah. Well, uh, yes. I'm, I'm going to come up and meet you in mediocrity. That's where I'm headed.
0: <laughs> yeah, but it, it, it's a pretty good number of mediocrity, right? It's not forty, so.
1: Well, well, you know, I, I got to get to five hundred, which is uh, essentially fifty-five points. That's that's five hundred, and then yeah, okay. that's where I got to look at before I can even consider myself quote in the mix.
0: All right. So. I don't know. Maybe in the next couple of weeks, the Phillies can help me out trade for Tim Castro too.
1: <laughs> that would be awesome.
0: Wouldn't it be awesome?
1: <laughs> it would be. Uh,
0: but I make a good point. I think. I think I'm making a good argument.
1: I, I think you're making a great argument.
0: Yeah, well, you can't do anything to we'll help. We'll see. You. Yeah, we'll see. All right.
1: Well, make that make that trade in OOTP, and it'll satisfy your urges.
0: <laughs> All right, champ. I'll I'll talk to you next week. See you, Chief.